0: Hey guys, and welcome to the podcast channel for Impact Student Ministries, which is based out of Eubank Baptist Church in Eubank, Kentucky. We are all about discovering who Jesus is, discovering His purpose for us, and inviting others to do the same. We would love for you to join us on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. This podcast is a place where you can catch up on past conversations from our Wednesday night worship experiences. To stay connected, you can follow us on Instagram at eubankbcyouth, all one word, and on Facebook at impactstudentministries-eubankbc. Thank you for being part of the conversation, and let's keep discovering who Jesus is together. Hey there guys and welcome to our podcast for our students here at Eubank Baptist Church. My name is Pastor Aaron Neal and I have the joy and honor of leading the student ministry. And uh, we are so thankful that you are here joining in on this conversation, listening in. And if you've been to any of our services, you've seen any of our shirts, you'll you'll see the phrase impacting our world for Jesus. And the reason that we have that, our, our belief, our prayer is that our students whether they come one time or two times or they are are constantly showing up that they would go outside outside of the church outside of their uh spiritual circles and impact their world for jesus so we are so glad that you are here um you might notice it sounds a little different it doesn't sound as live if you will and we've had or we had some technical difficulties this week so we have to come back and re-record this conversation and that's okay and uh With that, there is an opportunity to invite you, if you're a student listening to this and you don't have a church home, we would love to have you join us on Wednesday nights at six o'clock at Eubank Baptist Church. We spend time um, eating pizza, playing basketball, hanging out, but most importantly, we spend time diving into God's word and seeing what he has for us. So if you don't have a church home, uh, come check us out. We would love to have you join us and we'll save a seat for you. Uh, But We're gonna get into uh, this week's conversation and uh, as as many of our people our core people know, we are just two less than two weeks actually away from our student camp for the summer We are very excited to host that we're very excited to see what God's gonna do through that and um, as I was just praying through where to go because that that there's like this two week awkward uh, season or the, the this two week awkward span of time because, you don't really want to start a brand new series with two weeks because then you have to stop and pause for camp and whatnot. So as I was thinking through uh, where, where I, I felt we needed to spend or where we needed to go, I found myself being brought back to a few statements that I believe are just so important for us to consider as we approach our season of camp. And um, in case you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm not going to camp. Um, I don't go to your church. I'm 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 am just a parent listening in. Uh, if you're thinking any of those things, can I encourage you uh, to to stop thinking that? Because uh, despite what you may believe that this is not for you. This conversation does not apply to you. I would say the opposite, if if if, if I'm being honest. Um, because what I believe is that these statements that we're going to spend time in is equally important. For every student and adult who claim to follow Jesus so if you're listening and you claim to be a believer you claim to be a follower of Jesus these statements that we're gonna unpack and spend time in these are equally important for you just as they are for someone who is going to camp because what I believe is that these statements uh, they don't just have a shelf life of camp They don't just last for a week or weekend of camp, but these statements actually should be said frequently in our Christian walk. And uh, the more I I spent time just working through these, the more I realized that these are are, are honestly just more than statements. These uh, are actually more like declarations. And how I distinguish a statement and a declaration is that a statement uh, is just simply said. Uh, someone states something. Someone says something. But if you really see something as a declaration, there's more ownership. There's more uh, power behind that. Um, a declaration is something that is made with confidence, made with boldness, made with courage. I can remember uh, when when I when I married my wife on May 27th of 2017. I stood in front of. My family in front of my friends, I didn't just simply say, "You know, I take Becca as my wife, and yeah, I'll love her, yeah, I'll take care of her. No, I declared that I would support her, love her, honor her, lead her the best i can and so there's a there is a is a big difference between a statement and a declaration, and if you and I are truly going to follow Jesus we should be willing to declare these statements confidently and consistently. So with that being said, let me just give you the first declaration that we'll be unpacking tonight. This first declaration of our series, Bold Declaration. But declaration number one is this, God, search my heart. Again, God, search my heart. I've said in past messages that the heart is vitally important. And we know that it's important to our physical life. We know that in order to be alive, in order to uh, experience life on this planet, our heart has to be working, our heart has to be beating. So yes, our heart is important physically, but can I tell you that also when it comes to your spiritual life, your spirituality, your heart is just as equally important, in fact, some believe, uh, some people who are smart and have studied the Bible, they believe that the heart is mentioned almost a thousand times in the Bible. That that in almost a thousand different places, the writer of that verse, the writer of that book within the Bible, it mentions, they mention the heart. And this means, I believe, that that God wants us to understand something. That, that if God repeats himself, the repeat itself that many times, there is a reason for it. And here's what I believe we can take away from from this idea of the heart being repeated so many times. See, God isn't concerned with our heart just because he created created it. God is concerned with our heart because he cares about our hearts. You know, when you and I create something, maybe you created a project for school or uh maybe you were part of an extracurricular uh group or team, and you had to create something now when you and I create something there is there is um this sense of pride, there's this sense of care for it that if we made it, we're going to care for it and with God, yes, he created our hearts, yes, he created us fully and holy, but that is not the only reason why God is concerned about your heart he's, he's not just concerned because he created it he's concerned because he cares about where our hearts are he, he cares about what happens to our hearts and so just let me tell you my prayer for this short series this bold declarations series my prayer is that anyone who hears these conversations who claim to follow jesus that they'll be willing to make the bold declarations that will unpack beginning with god search my heart and so uh, usually in our services at this point i invite our bible crew uh, which is simply students who are willing to pass out bibles and so i want to encourage you even though we are not in our service we're not uh, recording this from our service um, i want to encourage you if you're listening right now to pause this and go find a bible pause this and find a way to have God's word in front of you cuz we believe um that God just doesn't want to interact with you on a church day We don't believe that God just wants to interact with you whenever you're at church. We believe that God wants to interact with you every single day. And if you don't have a Bible in front of you, how will you know if what I'm teaching is biblically correct? Because I I hope and I pray that every word I say is biblical. Every word that I say has biblical truth because that is the only truth that matters in this life. So we want you to be uh, engaged. We want you to interact yourself with God's word and so tonight, or in this conversation, we're going to be in Psalm chapter 139. Psalm chapter 139. And as we have done before, we're going to be in a couple of different places within this chapter, but it's going to be our anchor. It's going to be where we settle tonight. And in our conversation, what I hope to communicate, what I hope that we will see, is that there are three things that can happen if we sincerely consider following or allowing God to search us, that if we truly declare, God, search my heart, that there are a few things that can happen as long as we are sincere in that. So with that being said, let me take some time and just unpack this first takeaway from tonight's conversation. Actually, before that, let me just pray for us. Usually we have someone pray. But since we're not in our service, I I just want to pray for us. So, Father, I pray right now that as we spend time unpacking your word, that God, whoever's listening, whether it be uh, one person, 10 people, 100 people, God, whoever, that whoever's listening right now, God, that you would just speak to their heart. God, that you would just speak to their mind. And God, I pray that they would at some point, if they are someone who follows you, if they are someone who who has declared your name as their Lord and their Savior, God, that they would ask this that they would that they would declare this god search my heart but god i want to pray for the ones who haven't quite made that decision yet i want to pray for the ones who haven't quite made that commitment to you yet and i pray that something said in this conversation would stir their hearts and lead them to you father god i pray that you would just move in this moment and that you would just speak to every heart listening in the way that you know it needs Father, we love you. We thank you. We share that we pray. Amen. So let's dive into this first takeaway, if you will. The first takeaway is this. When we allow God to search us, we allow him to know us. When we allow God to search us, we allow him to know us. The first place in Psalm 139 that I want to go to for a moment is verse 16. Psalm 139. Excuse me. Psalm well, a couple different places I want to go to in this chapter. But the first place I want us to look at and read through is Psalm 139, verse 23. Listen to what it says. And if you have a Bible in front of you, look at it for yourself. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. So pause here for a moment. See, David, who is writing this particular Psalm, he's asking God to search his heart but not just search his heart, but know his heart. And what's happening is that David is giving God full permission to not only search him, but to test him. And if I'm being honest, this should be a rather easy declaration for us to make. It should be easy for us to say, God, search my heart. And the reason I say that is because what it says towards the middle of psalm 139 so go with me to verses 13 through 16 in psalm 139 it says for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb i praise you because i am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful i know that full well my frame was not hidden from you when i was made in the secret place when i was woven together in the depths of the earth Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. I've used these messages or these, uh, these verses before in previous messages, but I want to bring it back to where we are now because I see it fitting so well into this conversation. You see, David in this moment is not asking God to do something new. You see, David asking God to search his heart is not God, is not David asking God to do something new. You see, asking God to know his heart was something that had already taken place. So when David said, God search my heart, he was asking God to do something, do something that he had already done. We see this in the verses that we just read that again in verse 13 of Psalm 139. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So God knew David's heart. God knows your heart. God knows that my heart, your heart, every single person's heart that is on this planet, he knows that it is corrupt. It has its days. It has its moments where it's selfish, where it's prideful, where it thinks about only about itself and nothing else. So God knows that. But yet he still loves us. Yet he still wants to have a relationship with us. See, what we see here is that God fully knows our hearts because he purposefully created our hearts. When it comes to students, there can be this mindset sometimes that there's parts of us, there's parts of them that are accidents. There's parts of the personalities that just don't quite seem to make sense. And whenever I hear that, whenever I have a student tell me that, I pointed to this verse because, if you remember, and we just read this in verse. Um, where's that? In verse. i sorry, I lost lost my place. <laughs> what we saw is that He created us. He, here it is, uh, verse fourteen. I praise You because I'm fearfully, and wonderfully made. So what this tells me is that there is nothing about us that is an accident. There's nothing about us that is a mistake. There's nothing about us that is uh, a happenstance. There's nothing about us that should be changed. There's nothing about us that needs to be fixed. There's nothing about us that needs to be changed. There's nothing about us that is a flaw. In fact, everything about us, even the parts that we don't like, even those parts were fearfully and wonderfully and purposefully made by God. So how does this relate to us in 2023? Well, even though we know that God fully knows us in our hearts, even though we know that asking God to search us should be easy, it can be intimidating or scary to ask God to search our hearts. You see, if God was the one who purposefully created our hearts in the beginning, then that takes the pressure off of asking him to search us. Why is that true? Why is it true that it takes pressure off of us? How does that make sense? Well, you see like David when we, when we ask God to search us, we're not asking God to do something new. Maybe you're uh thinking to yourself right now well if god already fully, if God already fully knows me, why does he need my permission? Well, simply put, Jesus is a gentleman, and he will never force himself on anyone. That's why he says, if anyone chooses me." then they'll choose eternal life. If anyone chooses me, I will choose them. You see, to my knowledge, and I could be wrong, but to my knowledge, there is not one moment in the Bible where Jesus forces himself on someone. There's never a moment where Jesus forces someone to choose him. In fact, he always gives them an option. He always gives them a moment to choose. So he he didn't do that then, and he doesn't do that now. Let me just talk specifically to a few group of, to a few groups of people right now. If you're a young lady listening to this, if you're a older lady listening to this, find you a guy who will pursue Jesus more than they will pursue you. Find someone, find a guy who's gonna love you more or who's gonna love Jesus more than they love you. I know it's counterculture in a sense to to hear that and to say that, to find someone that doesn't love you as much as anything. But in the Bible, our love for Jesus is compared to hating our family, hating our mother and father. The Bible says that our love for Jesus Jesus should be so strong that it seems like we hate our mother and father. So ladies, listen, find, find a guy who will love Jesus more than they love you. For my guys listening, for my young men, listen, find a girl who will let you pursue Jesus more than they want you to pursue them. Find a girl that will allow you, that will accept you pursuing Jesus more than you pursue them. You see, at the end of verse 23, in Psalms 139, David asked God to know his anxious thoughts. Pardon me, at the end of verse 22, no, verse 23 I'm sorry. David asked God to know his anxious thoughts. I see this sense of surrender. I, I, I see David surrendering his anxiety to God and asking him to take it. So one question that comes to mind that I want to offer you in this moment, what in your life do you need to surrender to God? What relationship, what struggle, what anxiety, what what struggle, what challenge, what do you need to offer and surrender to God. So when we allow God to search us, we allow Him to know us. But there's a second thing that can happen when we allow God to search us. And that leads me to the second takeaway for taking notes, the second takeaway from this conversation. And when we allow God to search us, we allow Him to go with us. When we allow God to search us, we allow Him to go with us. Look with me at the first seven verses of Psalm 139. Where can I flee from your presence? As David continues to write this psalm, he begins the chapter with the end in mind. You see, he opens up with, You have searched me. So if we go back to verse 23, Search me, God. In verse 1, he starts with the end in mind. You have searched me, Lord. David is saying, I believe that since God has searched him, and knows him god goes with him i want us to notice the examples that david gives in these series of verses you see words phrases like when i sit and when i rise my going out and my lying down my thoughts from afar before a word is spoken you you know it so what this tells us is that God is fully present from the beginning to the end. God is fully present with us at the start of our day, throughout our day, and at the end of our day. David shares that not only does God know our actions, he knows our motivations. When it says that you perceive my thoughts from afar, even before we are able to articulate our thoughts or our best attempt to God knows our thoughts, and He knows the motivations behind our thoughts. So how does this, again, relate to us in 2023? Let me ask you just a simple question. Do you allow God to go with you throughout your, throughout your week? When you think about the things that you are involved with, the things that you do, do you allow God to go with you? See, this might be a simple question, and uh, you might naturally and quickly want to answer, well, yeah, of course I do. But if we're being honest, and and I'll just use myself as, as an example, if we're being honest, if I'm being honest, I would say that we have moments where we pick and choose when God is allowed to go with us. For me, I know it happens intentionally and unintentionally. We allow God to go with us on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. We allow God to go with us during special church events. We allow God to go with us when we have our quiet time. Where we discover who God is through his word and worship him and these times make sense right if you came to a church and they weren't preaching Jesus one you should turn around and walk out but to if they weren't preaching Jesus then that's an issue and so to talk about God in church makes sense to talk about Jesus in church makes sense but what about the times outside of church what about the times that maybe someone would say well this isn't church time this isn't God time so it's okay as i was thinking through this i i I thought of a few examples what about when you're playing video games online or you're scrolling through social media posting on social media you're talking to people you're hanging out with friends what about the, the the music you listen to what about your presence at school your presence on the sports team if you're on one what about your presence at home if we aren't careful we end up putting God on the shelf and only picking him up when we want something or feel like the time or event is appropriate for him to be around. We start picking and choosing the times that we can allow God to be with us and that's just not how it's supposed to be. So I'm wondering, I'm thinking my heart is asking from my heart to yours, is there something in your life that you are trying to keep away from God? Is there something in your life that you are telling God that he is not allowed to see or have? Maybe for you, it's a relationship that you have right now or that you want. There's someone that you're interested in, but you know they're not a Christian. You know that they aren't uh, pursuing Jesus. So you know that, that spiritually they're not a good fit, but yet physically uh, you want them. Physically, you want to be in a relationship with them. And maybe you're saying, you know what, God, I'll handle this part. I'll fix them. I'll fix her. Um, we'll make it work. Maybe for you, it's it's a sin that no one knows about. It's a sin that you that you lose to every single day or night and no matter how hard you try to get away from it you just can't you're always going back you're always falling you're always losing to that sin that temptation maybe you're here you're listening and you think that it's possible to to keep something away from god long enough that he will never forget that he will forget or become less aware of it if that's you can i can of give you some encouragement through words that David has already said. Look with me in verse 7 of Psalm 139 again. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? There's nowhere that you can go that God can't find you. There's nowhere that you can go that God can't search your heart, that God can't hear your heart, that God can't see your heart. So if there is nowhere that we can go that we can get away from God, Why do we try to get away from God? Maybe, again, you know God sees you, you know God hears you, but yet you still try to keep things from God. Listen, God knows your heart. He knows how messed up you are. He knows how flawed you are. He knows how sinful you are, yet he still loves you. He still wants to be in a relationship with you. So when we allow God to search us, we allow him to go with us. But there's one more thing that I want us to see. There's one more thing that I want us to take away. And it's this. If we allow God to search us, we allow Him to lead us. If we allow God to search us, we allow Him to lead us. I'm going to go to verse 24 of Psalm 139. The last verse in this chapter. It says, See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in, in the way everlasting. As David closes out this psalm, we see him ask God to see if there is anything offensive in him. So why would David ask God to acknowledge and recognize anything offensive in him? That's not a question we often ask or say out loud, right? You don't go to someone and ask them, hey, where do you see inside of me anything offensive? Where do you see anything inside of me that is uh, irritating or annoying? We don't do that, but yet David does. And I believe it's because he knew that the only Stopping him from having the life he was meant to have was himself. If you were to look at the original meaning of the word everlasting, you would see that scholars believe that it means prolonged life. From the very beginning, God has intended for us to live a long and full life. You see, David knew something that he was trying to communicate, I believe, through these verses or through this verse is that at times we have to get out of the way before we can experience the life God has for us. There's some people right now who are who are searching, who are praying for a life with God. They're, they're praying for God's blessing. They're, they're praying for God's provision. They're praying for God's guidance, for his wisdom, for his discernment. And maybe for some, God is saying, hey, listen, before I can do that, get out of my way. I know for me, a lot of times, I'm in the way. My emotions are in the way, my feelings are in the way, my pride's in the way, my heart's in the way, my thoughts are in the way, my actions are in the way, my head is in the way, Um, I'm just in the way. And so I have to believe that there are others out there like me that the only thing at times stopping us from receiving God's blessing is us. The only thing stopping us from receiving God's provision is us because we're in the way. So sometimes we have to stop and get out of the way. I can remember at our uh, previous church that we served, we just felt like that we were stalling. We felt like there was no movement in the both in the student ministry and the kids ministry at, at the church that we were at. So we got together with the leadership and we said, hey, what can we do to, to get out of this funk, to get out of this Uh, Just feeling that we're were plateauing that we are just stalling out and we said hey, you know What if we just meet and pray? What if we just meet? uh, During the week and we just pray in the rooms. We pray over the locations We pray over the environments and we just ask God to do what he can do and kind of tell you that when we started to do that That's when we saw God move and do big things. That's when we saw God doing a couple things That's that's when we got out of the way and we said God you do whatever you want to do. God you do anything That's when we saw God move. So for one last time, I want us to consider how this idea connects to us in 2023. Would you believe me if I said that not much has changed? You see, just as David had offensive ways in him, you and I have offensive ways in us. And so how do we know if there's anything offensive in us? Well, if we believe something, say something, do something, or think something, That does not match what the Bible says then it's offensive anything that doesn't match the gospel God's Word is offensive you see all of us have times where we find ourselves in this place we're living something we're doing something we're saying something that we know is not what the gospel shares it's not what the gospel says but yet we still live in that we still pursue that so we all have moments if you don't believe me maybe you're thinking well I'm I'm the one exception listen there are no exceptions to this In fact, in Romans 3.10, it says this. It says, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. And then in the same chapter, in a few verses over, in verse 23, it's a very familiar verse. But it says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So every single person on this planet, you have moments, you have seasons, you have times where you are living against what the gospel says. But here's the good news. That does not stop God from coming to you. That does not stop God from searching for you. In fact, before anyone even recognizes Him as their Savior, God sees them. Jesus sees them. You see, before we can be led to God, we have to be led away from ourselves. So when we allow God to search us, we allow Him to lead us to a place that we need to be. So as I begin to, to land this plane to end this conversation, I want, to ask you, I want to ask you to make a bold declaration. I want to invite you to declare this statement, God, search my heart. Four simple words, but yet profound meanings. God, search my heart. Then I want to challenge you to pray that and to ask God to speak. Maybe for you, you try to explain, you try to defend, you try to search, and you try to talk. Maybe as you declare this, you just pause and you let God search you, and then you let God speak to you what he finds. You know, Jeremiah 29, 13 says that if we search for God with all our hearts, we will find him. So maybe for you, it's time that you sincerely ask that question, declare that declaration, God search my heart. So before I end this episode, podcast, whatever you want call it, I just want to pray for anyone that's listening right now. So we pray with me, Father, I thank you for technology and the ways that allows us to communicate to others and communicate the message of your son, Jesus. And right now, I pray for anyone who's listening to this. Father, I pray that, that that if there is someone listening to this and they are not a Christian, they are not someone who has declared you as their Lord and Savior, that you would change that, that they would change that. God, you're waiting for them. You have you sent your Son to die for them even before they recognize you. So maybe they haven't recognized you. They know who you are, but they've never stopped and 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 truly said, God, you are my Lord and my Savior. If that is them, I just want to pray right now that they would just reach out to you that they would admit that they are a sinner, that they make mistakes, they do dumb things, they say stupid things, but God, their sin, their sinful nature, that's not where they have to stay. I pray that they would acknowledge you as their Savior, as the person, as the only person that can save them from who they naturally are. But God, I also want to pray for the ones that have made this commitment to you. They've called you their Lord and their Savior. God, I want to pray that you give them courage and boldness to declare, God, search my heart. And I pray that they would be faithful and obedient and that they would let you just reveal things to them. Father, we are grateful for your son, Jesus. We're grateful for who you are and your love for us. And Father, I pray, I pray that you would just speak and move to those, to those in those who are listening. Father, we love you. We give you all the praise. It is your name that we pray. In your name that we pray, amen. And listen, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening into this conversation. I know um, we're into the next week when this is being published. And so we actually have church. I'm recording this on a Tuesday, which means that tomorrow we have church. And tomorrow we're going to look at this second statement that I believe is so important for us to declare. So I want to personally invite you to join us at Eubank Baptist Church at 6 o'clock in our student space. So if you're in middle school or high school, please come join us. We'd love to have you. And more importantly, we would love for you to experience Jesus through our worship. So uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll see you guys in person. But if not, we'll catch you guys in the next conversation.